Hi, I'm Jay Fallon. Thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope. Now, I just want to apologize for not being able to uh, record as much as I used to, not be able to put as much content out as I used to be able to do. Uh, unfortunately, because I don't make <laughs> much anything off doing the podcasting all that stuff i had to uh i had to go back to work basically it's no big deal but i've gone back uh full time basically i work one week on one week off so you can guess where i work the kind of work i do uh it's all good but um i still like to do the podcasting the video releases all that kind of stuff uh if you do want to support me uh, more than anything i'd like you just to maybe listen to my music uh you can get it on spotify apple even YouTube, but YouTube pay the worst royalties, like absolute <laughs> rock, rock bottom. Uh, but yeah, you can just buy my music on Apple if you want or stream it wherever, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. That I would appreciate more than probably anything, okay? Just uh, stream, recommend my music if you want to support me like that or that way. Or just, hey, just like and share the uh the, the videos I do for YouTube want to discuss good old former emphasis on the former prime minister, Paul Keating. And, you know, the comments he made yesterday about uh, the AUKUS deal, which what, whatever we we've always been in lockstep realistically with the U S and the UK. We've always had a tight alliance. I believe, you know, we, um, I don't think we should always have had followed them in some things. I think we might have made a few mistakes along the way. But, but this fella, 27 years later, he needs to zip it. And again, my opinion, I think there's a good chance he is on the uh, the payroll of maybe a uh, Chinese institution or two. I'll just go through this headline here. It's from The Age. It says, Willfully blind, Labor MPs blast Paul Keating over China, AUKUS. Uh, so so uh, Labor MPs have accused Paul Keating of being out of touch on China and launching gratuitous attacks on Foreign Minister Penny Wong. After the former Prime Minister accused the Albanese government of making a colossal blunder by backing the AUKUS pact. So during a fiery display at the National Press Club in which he lambasted the most senior members of his party and jousted with journalists, Keating said the government had signed up to the worst deal in all history by agreeing to acquire eight nuclear-powered submarines with the help of the US and the UK. Okay, <laughs> Could it be any more worse? Could it be any worse than that deal that they had in the line in the pipeworks with um in the pipeline with France? <laughs> Could it be any worse? I don't think so. Anyway, into in an intervention that derailed the government's efforts to sell the benefits of the submarine program, which is announced, you know, yesterday or whatever by uh by Albanese, Keating said Labor had broken a century-long winning streak on foreign policy by signing up to AUKUS, a move he described as deeply pathetic. Uh, naturally, this is what he says, 
Naturally, I should prefer to be singing the praises of the government in all matters, but these issues carry deadly consequences for Australia, and I believe it is incumbent on any former Prime Minister, particularly in our Labor one, to alert the country to the dangerous and unnecessary journey on which the government is now embarking, is what he said. So, uh, the longtime critic of the AUKUS Pact was especially pointed in his criticism of Wong, who he says has been running around the Pacific Islands with a lay around her neck, handing out money, which is what Penny Wong does. Uh, and it's not foreign policy. It's a consular task. It's <laughs> a little bit rude, but anyway. He also attacked Defence Minister Richard Marles, uh, saying he was well-intentioned but completely captured by the idea of America. Keating presented a largely... Now, this, this is probably the most important part of the article, really why I wanted to read this one. Um, it says, Keating presented a largely benign view of China's rise to superpower status, saying it was, this is a quote from him, not the old Soviet Union and not seeking to propagate some competing international ideology to the United States. The man is delusional. The man, I don't know whether he's just being blatantly, willfully ignorant of what just about anyone else, except for except for if you're in the uh, crikey newspapers, uh, news media, they seem to hold the same position. I do wonder whether they're on the Chinese Communist Party payroll as well. Everyone else can see that China is very aggressive. China is becoming, it has been a threat. They make, they make it very clear what their intentions are. I mean, I'll just go to I'll go one, one article that came out last year, and this is just talking about China and Taiwan. Remember, Taiwan, little island, it's only like 160, 170 kilometers off China. They've separated from China. They consider themselves and uh, you know their own country um even though they're all chinese speaking they all come from the mainland obviously but they've separated okay they're roughly a population of 23 million i think it is they are democratic democratic they're not communist they don't want to be a part of china however th and this is this is what china says about taiwan just just to refresh your memory and so you can see, you know, maybe Paul Keating is either, like I said, just out of touch or he's just willfully, willfully ignoring the threat of China. So in this article, this comes from the ABC, it says China claims democratic Taiwan, it claims as its own, as its own. Um. China has rejected, and this is talking about the her, their prime minister from last year, Miss Tsai's latest overtures, saying the island was an inseparable part of its territory. Now that obviously they've changed prime ministers since then, but that was in October of last year, only a, a few months ago. But they've always said Taiwan is their territory, and they will, they will take it back. I mean, what kind of a threat? Is that the big bully in the playground going up and picking on the little kids? 
they had their war. The people left. They made a home in Taiwan. They built industry there. And this is the kind of this is the kind of uh, group. I don't know what you call it. You know, the kind of people that our former prime minister is now standing up for. Um, he goes on to say, this is Keating, the fact is China is not an outrider. China is a world trading state. It is not about upending the international system. Like I said, he's, I don't think he's clueless. I just think he's willfully ignorant. He is ignoring the facts. I think, I believe he's on the payroll. I just want to talk about, I'll go through this other article. Um, actually, I might share this on the screen so you can see exactly what I'm talking about here. Uh, this this is about China in uh, and what's happening in Africa. Actually, China and Russia. The headline says Africa pays the price as China and Russia muscle in. China, the very people that Keating is defending. Uh, China and Russia are bolstering their presence in Africa to tap its rich natural resources, analysts say. Amid grave warnings from UN agencies, the world's poorest countries face accumulating, crippling debts. Uh, one of every one out of every three major infrastructure projects in Africa is built by China state-owned enterprises, and one out of every five is financed by Chinese policy bank. Uh, this is what this Paul of the Africa Center for Strategic Studies, an academic institution within the U.S. Department of Defense, has said Russia, a key arms exporter to Africa, is also making forays into the continent, including through mining projects granted to the Wagner private paramilitary group. Well, gee, why do you need a paramilitary group running mining projects? That's very weird. Uh, I would say weird sarcastically. Uh, at a UN-sponsored summit in Qatar, of the least developed countries this month, leaders condemned the treatment of their nations. Uh, Western countries reduced the infrastructure financing. It created a void that China and Russia stepped in to fill. The Chinese saw the gap and decided to put their money in the infrastructure, but it mostly amounts to a debt trap. These are the peeding that Paul Keating is saying, hey, basically, he's basically just saying they've just got good intentions. They don't mean to, they're not trying to take over the world. They're not trying to be some kind of global competitor to, well, to the US. Uh, China, the number two economy, rejects pra practicing debt traps. Debt trap diplomacy. They, they, isn't it funny? They did the same thing with the pandemic. They completely deny it all. It's blatantly obvious, blatantly obvious that they did it, but they deny it. It's like they stand up there with a straight face saying, no, no, this is just, you know, the West picking on us. We're the poor little Chinese people, the poor little Chinese Communist Party. You know, we've got no idea how these things happen. you got to believe us. Anyway, partnerships are built with friendship and good faith. The Chinese foreign minister... <laughs> Ching Yang just said this month, you can't take anything these fellows say seriously. 
Projects led by China and Africa include the standard gauge railway linking the Kenyan port city of Mombasa to the Rift Valley, which cost $5 billion and was financed 90% by Beijing. It is Kenya's biggest infrastructure project since independence and was opened in 2017. Ah, China is Kenya's second largest lender after the World Bank. Uh, in December 22, Tanzania signed a $2.2 billion contract with the Chinese company to build the final section of the railway line aimed at linking the country's main port with its Western neighbours. Some China-funded projects have been profitable and sustainable, but the real benefit is to Beijing with maintenance contracts that can run up to 90, 99 years. 99 years. Now, look, I get it. Western countries have done this kind of thing along the way too. But don't think that China is just doing these things, you know, with the best, most purest of intentions. It's for their own, their own self. It is a debt trap. Uh, so during a visit to Senegal in January, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen sought to tour the benefits of a new mutually beneficial U.S. economy strategy towards Africa. Countries need to be wary of shiny deals that may be opaque and ultimately fail to actually benefit the people that were purportedly designed to help. This can leave countries with a legacy of debt, diverted resources, and environmental destruction. Now, it's good to point out further down this article, it says about 50% of our debt is owed to Western commercial bond markets and multilateral agencies. Like I said, the West the West aren't innocent in all this either. The 1990s debt crisis in Africa was caused by Western countries, not by China or Russia. Yeah, okay. However, Chinese investments lack transparency compared with those from the West, which face greater scrutiny at home. Like I said, the, these countries, yeah, okay, they're not, they're not innocent the Western countries, Western companies, they're not innocent in all this. It's just the greater scrutiny. This is what happens when you have countries with, well, I believe based on they're formed with Christian biblical principles as opposed to countries that are based on uh, communist principles. Nothing godly about them at all deny the existence of God. Getting back to Paul Keating, uh, what is the man about? Is he just being blatantly ignorant? Uh, so Labor MP Peter Cahill, or Khalil, uh, he said that it's poor form for his criticism of Wong. Uh, he says that uh, Keating's views of China did not reflect its increased assertiveness under President Xi Jinping. He says the world we are living in is not the 1990s. There has been an unprecedented military buildup by China. The militarization, the militarization, I've got to learn to speak today. The militarization of the South China Sea, restrictions on imports from Australia, human rights issues in Xinjiang. This is something he is, and he's saying this about Keating. It's, this is something he is willfully blind to and does not see. He's blind to the reality that's playing out before us. I think he is blind to the reality because, just my opinion, um, and I'm, I'm saying this because he said a few things over the years, which you you got to sit there and think, man, are you getting paid 
Are you receiving kickbacks for these things that you're saying? Because you're not, you were a smart man. You cannot be that ignorant of what's going on right in front of your face. I think he's being willfully ignorant because my opinion is on the payroll somewhere. He's getting some kind of kickbacks. Like I said, he finished his prime ministership in, uh, was it 96? It's 27 years later. It's time. it's time for Paul Keating to let go. Okay. You need constructive criticism. However, I don't think he is bringing constructive criticism. I think he is he is giving a viewpoint which is very skewed because it's been bought and paid for. Let's just say by someone. That's my opinion. Thank you for listening to the Slippery Slope.